Hey guys, thank you for joining us. Well, not joining us today, joining me today for Candy in the Neighborhood. I am Candy. My husband, Pastor Mario Gomez, is sick today, so please pray for him. I'm going to be talking to you about faith over feelings today. Faith over feelings. And my question to you today is what are you led by? Are you led by your faith? Are you led by feelings? What, what directs your decisions, your actions, your words, your thoughts? What really, you know, put everything aside and really think about this. What runs you? You make decisions, actions, the words that come out of your mouth, the thoughts that go in your head. Are they governed by your feelings? Are they governed by your faith? The reality, if we be, if we're going to be real with our own selves, is most of us are ran by our feelings. And I'm here to tell you that the results that we have in our life are because we let our feelings run us. And so, what are you led by? That's the question today. What are you led by, faith or feelings? We're going to be using scripture today. I'm going to be using Proverbs 3. Chapter 3, verse 5, Proverbs chapter 29, verse 26, and Jeremiah 17, 9. So Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Now, tell me, because I'm guilty of this too. I lean on my own understanding sometimes. I do. I do not lean on the Lord sometimes. Sometimes I lean on my own understanding. I think this is the way it's supposed to go. I think I'm right. Even when I know the scripture that it says, don't lean on my own understanding. And usually it always turns out wrong. There's, I always get the same result when I lean on my own understanding. And so, I, I end up doing it again, but... At least I catch myself. The problem is sometimes we do tend to lean on our understanding. And when it messes up, we'll blame everybody else. Instead of evaluating and saying, man, I was leaning on my own understanding. I was leaning on my own feelings. I was on my own need to, to be right. Because as human beings, we love one thing. And that's to be right. So... Proverbs 28, 26 says, Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. This is hard because sometimes we have to really look at ourselves and look at what we think and how we react, how we live life. A lot of the times we make foolish decisions and we base a lot of this, a lot of our decisions off of the feelings, which eventually turn into a foolish decision. Anything that's based on our feelings and not facts and not faith, not the word of God, it usually leads us into something foolishness. And we could have prevented it. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. 
who can understand it. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? In this day and age, I don't know how many times I hear people say, follow your heart. Just follow your heart. I'm here to tell you that that's like the worst advice ever. Your heart has probably got you in most of the trouble. I mean, most of your troubles, many of your bad decisions have probably came from you trusting your heart and following your heart. I'm here to tell you that the Bible tells us not to lean on our own understanding. Basically, don't follow your heart. Follow the word of God. Follow the direction that God has for you. What does God say about that situation? What does God say about your relationship? What does God say about the situation that you're in? What does God say about your sickness? What does God say about the way you're thinking? What does he say? Not your feelings. What does he say? And so can we live our lives like this? Now, this is a transformation of our mind because it's almost natural to go into, oh, let me just think this way. Let me do what I normally do, which is usually negativity. We always go to the negative. Almost. That almost happened for me. Or it'll happen for that person, but it can't happen for me. A lot of these thoughts and these, and these thought patterns come from us leaning on our own understanding and not leaning on faith, not leaning on what the word of God says. And so it's so important for us to come, come to ourselves. You know, like the prodigal son said he was out there doing his own thing, that he was in a pig's pen and he came to himself. It's like a self-awareness. What comes out of my mouth? What do I what do I speak? What leads me? Am I led by my faith? Am I led by my feelings? We are in a generation in a world that is led by their feelings, not by facts, by their feelings. We can see it all over the place. We could see it on Facebook. We could see it in our politics. We could see it the way we um, even make laws. A lot of people are ran by their feelings and not facts. Issue. As a believer, we are called to live by faith. But so many of us live by something else, by our feelings. The unchanging, perfect, eternal, sovereign, sovereign one, which is our God, he left us something which is so amazing, which is the Bible. If we open up the Bible and we just would read those words and really believe them, we wouldn't be walking by all these feelings. We would be walking by faith and what the word of God says. The reason why the word of God is attacked so much is because Satan is worried about what you know about God. 
Sometimes you think, oh, well, he's going to attack me because of my gifts. He's going to attack me because I'm anointed. He's going to attack me because of things. No, he's attacking you so you don't have the knowledge of God. It is the knowledge of God that Satan comes against. So what you know about his word, what you know about God will have you standing more in faith and you won't be rammed by your feelings. Now you see emotions are 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 good they're they're given to us by the lord and um we're reading victory over darkness um and the book says we're in chapter 10 right now and which is perfect with with talking about faith over feelings but he says something about emotions he says emotions are a warning sign for the soul just like a physical pain is a warning sign for your body so when you have a headache and you have a headache, it's telling you something's wrong with your body. It's telling you that something is going on. Either you're too stressed, you didn't drink enough water, you're dehydrated. Hey, sis, thank you guys for joining. Let us know where you're watching from too. Let me know. So the, the physical pain, whatever it is, headache, if you cut your finger, um, whatever it is, that pain is telling you something's wrong with your body. While emotions are a warning sign for what's going on in the soul. So if we change our perspective about emotions, emotion is just telling us what is going on inside the soul. And so these emotions, let's say if it's stress, you're super stressed out. That emotion is a warning sign that there is something going on in your soul. There is too much for you to handle. Or maybe you have too many things, excessive things that you shouldn't be handling. Maybe you're doing too much or maybe you just haven't um, figured out time management. So the thing is, there is a breakdown somewhere around there and I need to, I need to evaluate that breakdown. I need to check what's going on and I need to straighten out some things. I need to change the way I'm doing things. I need to, there has to be some type of transfer, transformation or else there will be a bigger breakdown. So let me give you this. Warning sign is like the gas light turning on in your car. Gas light turns on in your car. What is that telling me? Well, that's telling me that I'm running out of gas. And I need to get to a gas station really quick. If I don't pay attention to the warning sign and I keep on driving and I say, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to pay attention to the warning sign. And I keep on driving. Well, what's going to happen is breakdown so your emotions your feelings are a warning sign for something that's going on in your soul and you need to pay attention to it it's not good to suppress the feelings it's not good to to um try to ignore them you have to deal with them red flags yes sis, they are red flags that something is going on in your soul so all your emotions do you not like to cry like, I don't like to cry because it's a, it, it, it shows weakness. You got to deal with that emotion because somewhere along the line, you've been taught not to cry because it shows weakness. So then what you're doing when you're, you're sad or depressed or, or mad because people cry out of anger, you just so suppress those feelings, which later on are going to bring some type of breakdown. 
So I'm not saying to wallow in the emotion. I'm not trying to say to stay in the emotion. I'm saying to acknowledge it because it's a red flag of what's really going on inside. And you have to deal with that. If not, you will live your life off of those same emotions and those same feelings that you're just trying to suppress because they ain't going nowhere. You either have to deal with them or you will be ran by them. So you can live your life and say, I'm going to live by faith. But you always eventually live by feelings. And it's probably because you haven't dealt with some of those feelings that have been trying to warn you, hey, I'm here. And you have to deal with this situation. You have to deal. Sometimes we got to go back to childhood and deal with some things. So living by the certainty of faith. We are called to live by faith and, and not by sight, not by what we see. And that's in 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Our faith is rock solid if we have placed it in God. If your faith is placed in God, it's rock solid. And if sometimes we are like this because we are letting our emotions and our feelings run us. Instead of being rock solid. Because our faith lies in God. So this is why sometimes Satan just messes with us Christians. We love God. Our faith lies in God. We believe his truth. But he knows that we are ran by our feelings. So he's constantly throwing stuff at us. And what do we do? Run to our feelings. It's almost like we're these little kids. These little five-year-olds throwing tantrums but we're we're 30s and 40 year olds acting like a five-year-old throwing tantrums we're these man children and women children and and we have our own children and probably even have grandchildren but act like children ourselves Paul said when I was a child I spoke like a child he says he reasoned like a child meaning that the thinking the understanding was like a child but when I became a man he wasn't saying talking about age he's talking about spiritually but we, but when I became a man I let go of childish ways some of us need to grow up because it takes for you to spiritually grow up to be ran by faith for me to, to run my life by faith, I need to be spiritually mature. If I'm ran by feelings, this is a totally, total, total evidence that I am a spiritual child. And I'm probably, it doesn't matter how long you've been serving the Lord. You could be serving the Lord for 20 years, but still be a child. And you need to grow up and become a man in Christ. And so what, what, is, what it's showing us is that these feelings, these feelings, if we don't deal with them and recognize and acknowledge them and be like, oh no, oh no, that's what I used to do. We will be ran by feelings our whole entire life. So, let me tell you this. There is hope in Christ. There is hope in Christ. Yes, Carrie, it does take discipline because this is the first thing I need, I need for you to do. This is like, I really need to sit with myself and acknowledge in what ways do I let my feelings run me? Not because I'm going to tell everybody, it, this is between me and God. 
I always tell people that because I, I, I think sometimes they think that I made it or we've made it or, you know, people that are on the pulpit just got it all together. We know who to run to. We know what we, what we need to do in a sense that we know that if we, if we are, are dependent on ourselves, we're a mess. We don't lean on our own understanding. If we do, we catch ourselves. So I'm going to tell you, most most preachers, pastors, ministers of the gospel, we're constantly in this progressive growth. And I think that that's why the Lord gives us people. The Lord gives us people to shepherd because we're willing to do these things. We're willing to look at ourselves. We're willing to grow. We're willing to leave childish things behind. I don't want to be a child. I don't want to be a 44-year-old woman acting like a 5-year-old child throwing a tantrum. Please, Lord, forgive me. Yes, because it looks ugly. The older you get and throw tantrums, it really looks ugly. So, I want to grow up spiritually. I want everything that the Lord has for me. I don't want to be round by my feelings. I've lived my life, 37 years of my life, round by my feelings and what Candy thinks is right. And most of those years are so jacked up, I can't even tell you. I would have to take two, three hours just to explain to you all the mess ups that I've made depending on my own strength and depending on my own understanding. As I came to the Lord, I'm leaning on Him. I don't walk by what I see or how I see it. I'm walking by faith and what the Lord says. Every day, Lord, guide me. Guide my steps, Father. Lord, if I mess up, let your Holy Spirit convict me, Lord. Convict me, Father, and lead me the right way. Lead me, Father. I need you, Lord. I can't lean on my own understanding. We already know what I've gotten myself into. Father, help me. Holy Spirit, come. Guide me. I need to walk by faith. So, our actions, maybe we don't see them. But sometimes we need to ask. We need a good friend, for real. We need a really good friend. Hey, Amber, thank you for joining. Carrie, Christine, thank you guys for joining. Sandra, what's up? You need a really good friend. I'm serious right here. A good friend that you can come to and be like, all right, sis, you know me long enough. Or or, or, um, my men that are listening Right now, you need a good brother. You need a good brother that is going to be truthful. You know the, the type of friend. The type of friend that's not, a, not scared to tell you the truth in love. I'm not telling you about the mean friend. The mean friend, no, because she just don't tell nothing in love. She'll give it to you 100, but not with love. I'm talking about someone that could give you 100, keep it 100, and give it to you with love. Because you need to say, hey, sis, do you, or hey, bro, do you see areas in my life where I'm childish? Do you see areas in my life that is stopping me from becoming, you know, um, well, I was going to say a man because it's like we left childish things away and now he became a man, which means spiritual maturity. Do you see anything that's blocking me from growing up in the Lord? 
tell me, tell me. And you have to be open to hear what they say. A lot of people cannot be honest with us because if you're the type of person that's already ran by feelings, which most of us are until we come to Christ and Christ starts taking that away, a lot of people cannot tell you truth because you're already ran by feelings. So I'm going to tell you that when you really ask somebody that, ask somebody that's not going to be scared to tell you the truth and really tell you the truth. And in those areas, they're telling you because they love you, start working on them and give them to the Lord. Because I'll tell you that you're not going to get anywhere around by feelings, living the rest of your, and you can live the whole, the whole rest of your life by faith or by feelings. It's your choice. It is totally your choice. So, some of my viewers right now, I want to know, my, one of my feelings that, that I allow sometimes to uh, run me, that we're all, all, like, I'm committed to this feeling, which I'm praying about, is anger. Anger. I get frustrated and angry when things don't go my way. And so, this one I've been really praying about. I'm like, Lord, I don't have the wrath of anger anymore. He's delivered me from the wrath of anger because I had the wrath of anger. I'm talking about passionate anger where you black out. This is the type of anger that usually people that murder other people, they have that type of anger. So I had that type of anger and I, it took me, I was in Christ probably maybe almost three years, maybe two and a half years when finally one day it was gone it was gone and um and it wasn't even like three days after i was tested out of the parking lot this girl just started calling me outside my name and you dumb b and you dumb this and i was like um excuse me you see now if anybody would have known me before i was in christ Someone that would have called me outside my name like that in the parking lot, it would have been on and cracking. So there would have been no what. I would have been like, what's up? And then we would have just did whatever or I don't care. So what, what happened was the Lord delivered me from this wrath of anger, like literally took it away because I get tested two days later. This chick is like straight up cussing me out. And I'm just like, what? And I walked. I just. I just stood there like, I don't know what to say. Like, I wasn't mad. I didn't feel angry. And so, I was really confused though. And I walked, I was, and this is the crazy thing. I was at the hospital because I was at my job. And let me let you know, before Christ, I wouldn't even care that I was at my job site. I would have took my badge off. Sure would have. But I was like, what just happened? I just walked away. She walked the other way and I walked the other way. She called me all kinds of names, called me out and everything. And I walked inside the hospital. I'm not mad at all. I'm not hurt. I'm not nothing. I'm just walking like, dang, that girl was really mad. I just got in front of her. Like it was her car. She was going to park and I kind of got, I was walking. I was a pedestrian. So you're supposed to give a pedestrian the right of way, but I guess not. Um, so she got, she got mad because I crossed and she was trying to come in. So she's in the car. I'm, 
I'm walking and she got she parked and got off the car and was calling me out. So we were kind of far from each other. So she just kind of went her own way and I went my own way and I was walking in. I was very confused of my feelings. And I'm not kidding you guys. I went straight to the bathroom and I just started praising God because it was like the Holy Spirit told me, you're not run. You're not ran by that wrath of anger anymore. Like I was delivered. Like when I gave it up those two, three days before, it was real. It happened. That was it. So I was immediately delivered from this wrath of anger. So I don't deal with that wrath of anger anymore. I don't deal with that type of passionate anger. Wrath of anger is a passionate anger. I don't deal with that anger, but I still deal with anger. So I, the, the Bible says it's okay to be angry, but sin not. So I'm praying that the Lord will help me not to sin when I'm angry. Because that anger helps me with be, being a fighter. I'm a defender. I'm a defender of the faith. I'm a defender of people that are being um, done wrong. I, I defend people. I'm an advocate. I'm a nurse. So I advocate for patients. I advocate for my hospital. I'll advocate for other Christians. If, if somebody's doing somebody wrong, I immediately feel the need to defend. And so the Lord has showed me that he has made me a fighter so I could fight for what's right. So that anger, remember I was telling you guys before that our emotions are a warning sign or a red flag of what's inside. So that anger just reminds me that I'm a defender. And so now I don't defend or fight for the wrong side. I don't fight for the kingdom of darkness anymore. I don't fight for Satan anymore and, and all, you know, what he's about. Now I fight for the kingdom of God and I fight for righteousness. That's what I'm, I'm a defender of the faith. So that's where I'm at now. So now all that that the Lord has given me, this this need to fight or this fight within me, I use it for good. So some of you may be trying to ask, God, I don't want this anger or I don't want this fight. No, he's not going to take away the fight. He's going to just direct it if you let him. Let me read. Um, see, Myra, my feelings run me down. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry about that. Because I let God sit on the throne. I didn't go back to it. Girl, yes. Set me free every day going on two years. Girl, yes, Myra, yes. She lost a child, an 18-month-old child. You know what? You were tested because I've lost a child too. And it was five years ago that I lost my 10-year-old daughter. And from one day having her running around to getting like the stomach flu to the next day being gone, there's nothing. I don't think there's anything, there's anything that I could go through that's worse than that. So... Glory to God, Myra, that you didn't go back because you were definitely tested. And you passed the test, my sister, because you're still doing it. All I'm going to say is hold on to the hem of his garment and he's going to show you amazing things. Just like he's showed me because I've trusted him. In that time that he 
that my child passed away, I didn't understand him. And still to this day, I don't understand a lot of things. But the Bible doesn't tell us that we're going to understand him. It actually tells us that we're not going to understand him. It says that his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our, our thoughts. As high as the heavens are from the earth are his thoughts from our thoughts. Meaning, you will never understand him. But I did say, Lord, I don't understand you. But Lord, I trust you. If you can trust the Lord, if you can just trust him, he will show you. If you can stop running running your whole life by your feelings and go by your faith and what God says, your life would change. Your life would change. What do you speak when you speak out? Are you constantly talking about your problems and your negative feelings? What is coming out of your mouth? Because your mouth, in the tongue, we give we we speak life or death. You are giving giving life to whatever it is that you're speaking. Are you speaking faith? Are you constantly speaking feelings? People get on my nerves. I can't stand the people at work. Nobody likes me. This and that and that. Stop speaking. Stop speaking that. Say, Lord, help me, Father. Give me patience, Lord. That person may not know you, Lord. Help them to recognize who you are, Father. Give them visions and dreams that you are real, Father. Become real to that person that's being mean to me at work, Lord. You know who she is, Father. I would ask that you would bless her. Bless her because if she comes to you and knows you, Lord, then me and her would be same spirit and we would get along, Father. What are you speaking with your mouth? That sister over there at church, she always thinking she looks good and cute. What is she doing? This, this, this ain't no fashion model place. Why is she coming in here all looking like she's Kim Kardashian? Stop speaking that. That's none of your business why she, dream, she, she dresses like that. That's none of your business that you want to come to, to church with just a chongo and flip-flops. That's none of your business. And your business is to be like, God, you know, bless her. Bless her that she looks like Kim Kardashian. Bless her, Lord. Uh, you know, just bless people. You are going to be able to see how you live your life if you really want to know and you really want to see yourself. And I said, ask a person, someone that you really love, and be like, how do I live my life? Do you see me? Do you see me? What is my perception? Do you think I live life from faith? Or do you think I live my life from feelings? Or is it half and half? What do you think? You need somebody in your life that will be able to tell you the truth. So tell me some of the feelings that maybe that you guys are... Um, can can see that the Lord is showing you that may be running you. Mine mine is definitely anger because frustration and 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 annoy. I get annoyed. That comes from the anger. So again, you could be angry but sin not. So the Lord is teaching me how to be in control, um, to have self control, and to be disciplined over those things. Because if not. Nobody would want to be around me. I mean, Mario just would probably not be able to tolerate me. People at work wouldn't be able to tolerate me. Sometimes you have to look at yourself, not just for you, but for the other people in your life. Because you affect people. When you're around by feelings, you affect everyone around you. Most likely, if you have children, they're affected by your feelings if you're around by your feelings. 
they're affected. Your family, your sisters, your brothers, your coworkers, everybody is affected by you when you run by your feelings. Frustration, yes. Fear, yes, yes. Fear can run you. Again, the, these things that you're recognizing tonight, I want you guys to go before the Lord and say, I will no longer function by this feeling. I choose to function out of faith. And then either Google or go, you know, you could Google and then put all scriptures about fear and then the opposite of fear, which is courage. So look at the the look up all faith scriptures, all fear scriptures, and then courage scriptures. Because with the word, you're gonna be able to beat this. Remember, it's what you know about God, what you know about the truth that you will defeat all these feelings. You won't be wrapped by these feelings, and you'll defeat all these things that uh, mess with you. Yes, Myra, I understand you. That happened to me for just a short time. Okay, let me tell you how it happened. So, um, so since my daughter passed away so unexpectedly, then I was really scared for my kids to drive or to go anywhere. Um, if they were swimming, I was scared. I was like, hey, make sure you guys be careful. Like, I would even have dreams that my kids would drown. I would have dreams that they were going to get in a car wreck. And so it was constantly. So that fear, I know that fear. And so what I would be praying and praying for it. What happened one day was I stood up to it. I said, no, my kids have life. You see, the only one that controls life or death is God. He is the one. He knows the day that we are gonna that we are born, and He knows the day that we're gonna die. And none of us can control that day. And so I chose that day, and and I didn't even know that it would start going away. I just chose to not let fear run me. I said, "You will not run me, Satan, out of fear of losing another child because my children belong to the Lord. They belong to him before they belong to me. And if God wants to take all of them, he can." And so it was like I was like, "Oh shoot, what did I just say?" You know, after I said, I was like, oh my God, what did I say? But I just kept on saying, I was like, he can take them all if he wants. They belong to him. I will no longer walk in fear. I will no longer be afraid because my children lie in God's hands. God could do whatever he wants with my kids. And I would be like, Lord, I place my kids in your hands. Lord, I would hope you would never, never take one of my kids let me go before them, Lord. I already buried one. I don't ever want to bury another one, Lord. But Lord, you know all things, Lord. You know all things, Lord. You know the beginning to the end. And I submit to you, Father. And I place my children in your hands. And I place them, uh, you know, with you, Father. So I know that if you do whatever you want to do, they were yours before they were mine. I had to really give my kids up. And so, Myra, I'm going to give you some advice. Is the reason why you're afraid and that fear is because you haven't given them completely to the hands of the Lord. Place them completely in the hands of the Lord. It's really hard for a mother because we're mama bears and we take care of them, but nobody can take, them, take more care of them than God. And so, in that, don't play tug-of-war with God 
with your kids. Give them to him freely. Hand them over to him and say, Lord, they were yours before they were mine. And thank you. Thank you for the time that you gave me with my, if it was a baby girl, thank you for the time. Because for, for me, I have to say thank you for the time. Thank you for the 10 years that you gave me, Clarissa, Lord. And thank you for the 25 years that you've given me, Pelon. And every year I thank him for another year that he's given them to me. But I have completely placed my kids in his hands. I have to. If I don't, I would be ran by fear too, Myra. I would be ran by fear every day that maybe one of them could die too. And and the Lord has showed me that I need to trust Him. With our feelings too, we need to trust Him. Sometimes we hold on to some of these these feelings because they're a protect they're a protection for us. So my anger was a protection for me too. You know, people were scared. They were scared, and I would intimidate people with my anger, with the wrath of anger. So it, when I would get angry, nobody wanted to be around me, and they were like, oh, she's crazy, and this and that. It was a form of protecting myself. So one of the ways that the Lord showed me, too, like he needed to take that away is because I needed nothing to protect me outside of him. He is my protector. He, and only he, can protect me. And so I don't need anger to protect me anymore. And I don't need to try to protect myself. So maybe some of the things that we, we um, not maybe, I'm going to tell you, most of the things that you are ran by, the feelings that you are ran by, have a root. And that root came from something that happened or some type of experience. And so that's why that feeling is more dominant than other feelings. So you have to really recognize what feelings run my life. Which ones do I go to? Because I want to exchange them for faith. I want to exchange them for what the word of God says. I want to exchange them for who God says I am. I want to exchange them for the life that God has for me. You can't live your purposeful life that God has given you on feelings. It's not going to work for you. In the end, it is God and his words that should inform our feelings, not the other way around. The Lord, the Lord should be in you. The Lord, the Holy Spirit should be indwelling in you. You should be functioning out of the Holy Spirit, not by your feelings. You don't get to dictate to God. Let God dictate to you. When you are tempted to listen to your feelings or let your feelings overwhelm you, stop and look to God's word. I want to ask you guys, when you're going into your feelings, when you are getting frustrated, when you are getting depressed, when you are getting sad, when you are getting angry, do you turn to God's word? Because mostly when we're in our feelings, we want to go away from those things. And we want to just wallow in our feeling. Do we go to God's word? And I'm, I'm really dealing with negative feelings. Because our, our good feelings like joy and happiness and, and all these other things usually don't govern our lives. So that's why I'm dealing with negative because it seems as more more of us the majority of us especially americans 
we are ran by our negative feelings and we we lead our life by negative feelings so that's why i'm addressing a lot of the negative feelings because most of us do do we run to god's word when we're going through it so we got to compare what are my feelings and what is the word of god say my feelings the word of god my feelings the word of god knowledge the knowledge of god is, is what's going to take you out of these things that's why satan attacks the knowledge of god he attacks the knowledge of god he attacks what you know about god and so if we recognize that's number one recognize the feelings that I, I that I'm ran by. That's number one. First thing, first and foremost. A lot of people that ran, that are ran by their feelings and don't even want to recognize them, they're just gonna stay in them. But those who are recognizing them be like, you know what? My anger runs me way too much. My negative thoughts run me way too much. Why can't it happen for me? Because I could believe it for everybody else and I have faith for everybody else. Why can't I have faith for myself? Why can't I believe it for myself? I have to recognize that I do that. And then every time I'm starting to do that, then I go to the word of God. What does the word of God says? That before I was in my mother's womb, he knew me. Before I was even thought of, he knew me. And he appointed me. And he has made this amazing purpose for me. Not to cause me harm, but to cause me, uh, to give me purpose and destiny. That he's here to, to uplift me. That God is my biggest cheerleader. He cheers me on. He, uh, he loves me. He is my advocate. He is my savior. He is my redeemer. And so going into that, that is truth. That is the truth. He loves you so, so much. And he will meet you wherever you are. Wherever you are, he will meet you. And so he will tell you, come, follow me. Let me show you things. The Lord doesn't want us to be ran by our feelings. Most of our feelings are jacked up anyways. Most of our emotions are all out of whack. We are ran by what we think is right. And most of the time we're wrong. I want you to think about five years ago. Five years ago, what you thought was right. And now you realize, I was wrong. How many of you have done that? Because that's me. Right here. Five, even 10 to 5 years ago, I thought I was so right. I'm sitting here right now like, what if I was such a fool? I was such a fool. Ignorance, that's the word, ignorant. Ignorance means the absence of knowledge, the lack of knowledge. I didn't know better. I thought I did, but I sure didn't. So I was ignorant. And I look at all the stuff that I thought 10 years ago, the way I acted 10 years ago, I was just a hot mess. Thank you, Jesus, that you came into my life and brought some truth into my life. 
And so where I'm standing right now in 10 years, I won't be in the same place. I will be better. You see, the Bible says that he takes us from glory to glory to glory to glory. But we have to come to ourselves. You can't go to the next stage of glory continuing to be the same you. I can't go to the next stage of glory continuing to be the same candy. I need to be transformed. I need to have some self-awareness and look at what are the things are not working, Lord, and deliver me from them. Examine my heart, Father. Every morning we should be asking the Lord, Lord, create in me a clean heart that I won't sin against you, Father. Help me, Father. Help me, Lord. And he will take us from glory to glory to glory. So I'm here to tell you, Please, don't be ran by your feelings. Look at them. Acknowledge them. Deal with them. Don't suppress them like they're going to go away. Don't ignore them like they're going to go away. Deal with them. But they don't run your life. The Word of God, what does the Word of God say about your life? What does the Word of God say about you? Do you see yourself the way God sees you? Do I see myself the way God sees me? No, I don't think so. Not even where I'm at in my walk in Christ. Do I look in the mirror and look at what God says about me? And I'm asking the Lord, Lord, help me see. Open my eyes, Lord, because the Bible says they have eyes, but they don't see. They have ears, but they don't hear. They have a heart, but they don't understand. So, Lord, give me eyes that I can see. Give me ears that I can hear. Give me a heart that can understand. That way I can even see myself how you see me, Lord. I want to see the world how you see it, Lord. And so in that, I want to leave you guys. I want to leave you guys and challenge you to not be ran by your feelings, but to live your life in faith and live by faith, not by sight, not by what you see right now that's in front of you. God will take you. God will take you where he said he will take you. He gives you desires of your heart for a reason. There are reasons why he's shown you certain things. And you're like, oh, that was just a dream. Oh, that was just a thought. That will never happen for me. No, it will. He's given it to you. And God is able with yourself or with man. It's not possible. But all things are possible with God. I'm telling you because I'm here, a minister of the gospel. And I was six, seven years ago. Every other word out of my mouth was Thou. And now I use my mouth to praise God and to talk about his goodness and to preach the gospel. So anything is possible with God. So I challenge you. I challenge you to live a life led by your faith. Nobody could touch your faith. Nobody can mess with your faith. They can't, they can't take your faith away. So live your life by your faith, what the word of God says, not by your feelings. And I hope you guys liked today. If you liked it, please tag somebody, share with your friends. Um, and let me know, you know, if you guys, if you guys need prayer, you know, um, I'll be praying for you guys tonight. 
praying that those emotions don't run you, praying that those feelings don't run you. I know what it's like to live a life ran by feelings. I lived my life like that 37 years. And when Christ came into my life, I seen I don't need to be ran by my feelings. I can have discipline over my anger. I can have self-discipline over certain feelings. They don't run my life anymore. Now my, my life is led by the Holy Spirit and governed by his faith and what his word says the word of god and so i'm just here to encourage you guys and um i'm gonna go off also i'm on podcast so i'm gonna go ahead and end so podcast listeners thank you for listening and um we will be on hopefully next week mario will be better because he had um stomach flu symptoms today you guys please pray for him so um we will be back next monday at 7 30 p.m so i'm gonna go off on our podcast